Welcome to the Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series where Booklist talks to book people. This Shelf Care Interview is sponsored by Random House Children's Books. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with author D.K. Dyson and illustrator Rudy Gutierrez about their August picture book release, Window Fishing. I had a chance to look at Window Fishing, and it is just gorgeous and so full of love and energy. I'm really excited to talk to the both of you. To begin our conversation, DK is going to start us off with a song. Window fishing, up, up, up we go. Window fishing, aha, yeah. Window fishing, up, up, up we go. Window fishing, aha. Boom! Window fishing, up, up, up we go. Window fishing, aha. Boom! Window fishing, up, up, up we go. Window fishing, aha. Boom! Aha! Boom! Aha! Boom! Aha! Boom! Boom! Hey, where's where's my string and my paper clips? That was lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can you two tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about Window Fishing, the book? I understand it's a family collaboration. Well, I'll, I'll just say this. Yes, it was It was definitely a family collaboration based on uh, an actual happening. I was actually sitting at my desk painting, working on a job, and I heard a tapping at the window. And this was in our apartment in Washington Heights. So we were way up. There's no way somebody could be standing there. So I go over to the window and there's a paper clip hitting the window. I'm like, whoa. And outside is the Hudson River, just to give you a little background. So I'm thinking, whoever's up there is fishing. So I went to my desk and I drew a picture of a fish and put it on the paper clip and up, up, up it went. And a little while later, came back down and on the paper clip was a piece of paper and it said, thank you. And um, that's how it all started. Then DK just kind of took over with her imagination and, and made it into window fishing. And yeah, it was, it's, as far as collaborating, we've always collaborated um, even before we were together as a couple because I'm a big fan of DK's music and I would do promo things for her, backgrounds, stage backgrounds, album covers, that kind of thing. So it's always been... Um, a collaboration, a family collaboration, a friend collaboration. And then later, um, once we got together, one of our dreams was to do children's books together. And here we are. And it's so, it, it really was a dream of ours. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, I want to add to that, if I may. Um, the difference about this collaboration is that I was able to observe Rude Day, the character, the main character, up close in our house. And so I could observe his habits, the um, tap, tap, tap of the uh, paperclip. I took reference pictures for Rudy for his artwork, for his illustration in the book. And he would also art direct me. So it was an in-house, um, beautiful collaboration. And I knew his habits. I could observe him. I could see him in the morning when his hair is messed up. And I tell him, mess your hair up a little bit, you know, so that you could look like Rude Day at his desk. Um, and 
he was uh, just really, um, he, he collaborated with me and he listened to me and I listened to him. So it was a beautiful back and forth between us. But by the way, any, any similarities are totally coincidental <laughs> and rude day. <laughs> well, I was going to comment on how the pictures, the illustrations have this really nice blend of realism and fantasy. And that I, I, I love how you explained that, DK, how you were taking photos as reference photos of what's really happening. And then it gets expanded. I love the, the frame where you're in your room working on your art, but the ceiling is all just yeah. illustrations. It's like the, the roof has come off. Right. And it just, I think it's such a great uh, visual illustration of the imagination. It's really fun. Uh, thank you. It's because, you know, for us, it's about exploring beyond the surface. You know, okay, so what are we feeling? Because that all gets into the emotions. Yeah, it's really visible. It's really, you can really hear it in the words. You can see it in the art. It's really, really nice. Speaking of the art and the construction of the book, I love how, I. so I, I love this strategy anytime you're reading a book to a child where they're involved in the book as, a, as an object itself. They're not just looking at the pictures and hearing the word. And that this does this, window fishing does this. You turn the book to see some of the spreads and read the words on some of the spreads. And um, as I was thinking about this, I thought, gosh, this is kind of like casting a line for a fishing pole. You're, you're dipping it in and then you're turning it back out. How did you decide to format the book in this way? For exactly the reason you just brought up. I, I wanted to have that feel of a line going up and that extension and the power of that vertical. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that was all real important. Um, and it was in collaboration with my art director, Martha Rago, and editor, Aaron Clark. And they both agreed and even pushed it further. Let's do it a few times in the book. And I'm like, yep, perfect. Okay. So that's yeah. how it came about. And thank you for saying that because it means it's effective. Which yeah. is the <laughs> and it also becomes sort of um, interactive, which is really cool. Yeah. I do want to add a a beautiful uh, addendum to that, Rudy. Um, and that is when Rudy first started doing some sketches, he was really, really feeling the first part of the book, which is he's, you know, he's in his, in his, what I call his blue phase, his dark phase. And um, he wasn't really uh, expressing who he was as a character in the book. So Rudy's first sketches were really dark. The colors were dark. And so the art director said, you know, lighten up, lighten up. And so Rudy was like, you know what? That's true. That's true. So, because we don't just, he doesn't just think in terms of, you know, what children want, what children um, are being fed by the uh, dominant society. He thinks in terms of uh, what they need, what they feel, and um, where he comes from not only as a, a, an adult, but as a child. He remembers being a child as well. So I wondered, um, in talking about this, talking about being in a darker period, a blue period, which we all go through, I think the last couple of years in particular, for a lot of folks, young and old, it's been a difficult time. And you see Rude Day, the character, revived by this joyful interaction with a young person. 
seeing the joy that his art has created. And I wondered if the two of you could talk a little bit about what nourishes you as artists. You're both artists in your own art forms. Um, what, where do you find nourishment and um, what feeds you as, as creative artists? Yes. Um, so nourishment is, that's a good question. And I thank you for that because it has so many aspects to it. Uh, there's nourishment of the spirit, nourishment of the mind, and nourishment of the body. And so all three, we're trying to keep those in balance, right? And so um, the nourishment in our house, it starts with cultural. So my background, my cultural backgrounds are on my mother's side, African-American and Native American. And on my father's side, um, we're thinking Latino, because I never met him, Latino and East Indian. And that's what, um, you know, what I have found in, in, in terms of my, my search. And so um, in our house, our relationship, our foods, our every waking moment is a celebration of our cultures. Rudy's Puerto Rican. So we're going to always have some rice and beans in the house. And with my um, native, I'm going to have uh, mamunin, which is wild rice. I'm going to have corn. I'm going to have on my African-American side, I've got my sweet potatoes. Um, I've got my mac and cheese at times. Um, and it's a celebration of also revolution, standing up for things that are the society still hasn't gotten together um, and standing in place strongly, not only for our respective cultures, but for people who may not be able to stand or speak for themselves. Absolutely. And, and I would add to that, discarding intergenerational separation which is really where a lot of this is coming from. Here's an older artist who is looking for joy in terms of the work he does, but he's disappointed in that the work he doesn't feel is reaching people in a joyful way, doing advertising and things like that. And then this connection happens, which he thinks he's bringing joy to this little boy upstairs by drawing this fish and putting it on the line, and then they continue you know, aspect of that. But what the reality is, so much joy is coming back to him. And and so starts this intergenerational thing where age has nothing to do with it. It's all about just love, you know, love for what they're both doing, the love of bringing joy to each other. Um, and then like DK was talking about within the book, a lot of what I do in my art in general is about culture, spirit, music, social justice, and magic. And hopefully those things come across in the book. And um, that's what nourishes me when I can connect with someone on all of those levels or some of those levels um, and bring some joy and some happiness and some relation and some truth. Um, that's what it's about for me. And, and that's what nourishes me. And in fact, um, all you have to do is look at the book to know what nourishes me. It's exactly there. Um, and I'd like to add to that as well, that Rudy's art, it continuously feeds me. I always see something new every time I look at every single piece that he's ever done. And I am so blessed to have his art all around me. I wake up to his art. I have my waking days, my working times to his art, and I go to sleep with his art. And it's, I'm surrounded. And... The inspiration that I get from seeing something new is just like, wow, wow. And I'm hoping that the readers 
will also, every time they open the book, for years to come, I hope and wish and pray that they'll find something new to inspire them and to go, oh, I didn't see that before. What a warm and wonderful home you must share. That sounds just absolutely delightful. Thank you. I love, uh, DK, you were talking about nourishment begins with food, and you see some of that in the book, and you see these foods that are going to be so familiar to kids in different communities and different ethnic groups. And I think that that's such a, um, a an entryway. I mean, isn't food such a, such a connecting uh, point for so many people and so many cultures and such a good way to introduce people to new things? Sure. Absolutely. I think that's great. Um, I loved everything you said about that, about, you know, nourishing, finding nourishment in, in heritage and culture and history and joy. And, and I do think you see that throughout the book. It's just, it's really fantastic how these, um, you know, all of that is, like you said, Rudy, all of that is in the book. All of that you see every time you read it, you see more things. You see the, the older character coming through. You see a, a child interacting in different ways. The pages are packed. I encourage readers to, to go through it time and time again because I think that there's going to be always something, to, something new to discover. It's really, really a fun book. By the way, Amir is the character in the book. He is a little boy. And in real life, we never saw... The um, gender of the person upstairs, a little baby, the little boy, um, we, it could have been a little girl, right? We never met him or her. And um, so that was like really sweet to be able to imagine in my head, okay, I'm going to make him a little boy and I'm going to name him Amir. And just to give um, a meaning of Amir's name, Amir means prince. So he was... And, and royalty. So he was a, a royal fisher person, a royal fisher boy. <laughs> yeah, and the crown comes up in some of yeah. the illustrations. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. So this podcast, the, our main audience is librarians. So you're talking to a lot of librarians out there, school and public librarians. I wondered if you have any favorite library stories to share with us. My story was interesting in that... <laughs> it kind of covers this whole idea of connecting, okay? So I was asked to do, this is the first time I ever did a reading at a kindergarten library. So everything is miniature, you know, and you go in and they even had tape on the floor because the children weren't allowed to cross the tape to where I was, right? So everything was so cute though. Because they'll just keep getting closer. Yeah, which they do. They'll end know? up in your lap. <laughs> right, so... I read the book to them, and then there was a question and answer period. And I answered everybody's questions, and they started filing out very neatly, very quietly. But there was a one little boy in the back of the room, and he was crying. And so I got the librarian's attention, and I said, hey, little man back there is crying. And tell him, bring him over, all right? So she goes and gets him, and he comes over, and I'm looking down at him, and I say, so why are you crying? Why? And he goes, because I, uh, I did get, uh, I didn't get to ask my question, right? <laughs> and so I look down at him and I say, well, I'm right here. Ask me anything that you want. And this little boy in kindergarten looks up at me and says, do you paint auras? 
just like that. And so, holy I, moly! I right. bet that's not what you were expecting. <laughs> so I looked down, and since it wasn't what I was expecting, I go, "Excuse me," and he goes, he repeats it. Do you paint auras? And I go, "What do you know about auras?" And he he says, "My grandfather taught me about auras. He's in the spirit world now." And I was like, "Whoa!" You know, I'm thinking. Let me have your number. We got to continue this conversation. Wow. Struck me. What struck me was he knew exactly what I was doing within the paintings with this energy that I put around figures. Exactly. There there was that communication, intergenerational, if you will, intercultural. Um, So all of that was was present there. And then I would would also say um, the whole function of doing the art is to bring magic how does how do you um present something that sort of intangible this is a flat piece of paper that he's now feeling in his emotions and his spirit and making it tangible and to me that's what magic is and and that's what i always hope to do with you know with my work it's never about just surface it's always about what's underneath that surface and how things filter through us and then out of us. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. I wonder where that little boy is now, what he's up to. DK, do you have a story you'd like to share? Yes. Um, So when I was a little girl, um, born and raised in Brownsville, Brooklyn, and so it was a, a challenge to find great food. It was a challenge to, we had no libraries, but the school would take us on library a lo- one library trip, and it was at 10 Grand Army Plaza in Brooklyn. And that's the major central library. It's called Central Library. And the building is right across the street from Botanical Garden and um, Prospect Park. And so uh, just coming up to the building with the beautiful gold um, outlining of uh, different art, um, art figures and two lions in front, we'd go in and of course, even now the building is so imposing. It's just like a huge, huge palace. And then we go into the children's book section and they had little chairs for us and little tables. And by the time I finished just exhaling, just being in this place, I would find a book and it was time to go. I couldn't sit down and read it because I was just in awe of that. And then my second um, librarian story is I'm in high school and that was my first job. I went to music and art and they put me in the library to um, collect pennies from past due books that people were taking out of the library. And um, it was a penny that was uh, due if a book was overdue, right? And so sometimes a student wouldn't wouldn't have a penny and they had a, a jar there already filled with pennies. So I could take a penny out and drop it back in for them. <laughs> and that was just beautiful. But the library consisted of just only music and art books. And I just became the smell of a library, the sound of a library, the, the uh, wood, the sculptures all around the library, the lamps, um, the people's whispered voices. Every library has these things to me. And I'm just fascinated every time I go into a library. Oh, yeah. I think that so many people can relate to that. It's just, it's a, 
it's um, I think a lot of a lot of people are drawn to libraries as a place of work because they have these sensory memories of what a library could be or 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 might be for them. So yeah, I think that's wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for sharing your time with me, your astounding talents, and this this just joyful, um, wonderful book of connection and uh, celebration of people and culture and art and joy. So <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. you. We invite you to come window fishing with us. Up, up, up we go. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, please join everybody with with window fishing. So again, we spoke today with DK Dyson and Rudy Gutierrez about their August picture book release from Random House Children's Books, Window Fishing. Thank you to Random House Children's Books for sponsoring this shelf care interview. Happy reading. Happy reading.